Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Stand up. Stand up for your country. So I'm not going to uh, cover the uh, pinheads in the House of Representatives. <laughs> Speaking about impeachment today, if you want to see your guy, you can punch him up on social media. They each, I think, made two-minute speeches. If you listen to more than five of them, you'll run out screaming into the street. So it doesn't mean anything. It was a foregone conclusion that the Democrat-controlled House would impeach uh, the president for the second time. Uh, Whatever they said didn't matter. Um, But conviction in the Senate, I do not believe will happen. In fact, just before we went to air, Senator McConnell, who I'm going to get into in a moment, Um, said he is not going to bring the Senate back to even consider anything. Um, And so they'll show up uh, next Tuesday, I believe. The Senate will roll into D.C. And then Wednesday's the inauguration. It's not going to be any trial. And then Trump will be gone. Um, Maybe they'll try him after he leaves. I doubt it, because then there will be all kinds of court challenges to that and then they get to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court probably rule no, he's already gone. You see what I mean? So all of this is, is kind of useless, hurts the country, in my opinion, dramatically. But um, let's give you the big picture on it, okay? So there are Republicans who want to see Donald Trump humiliated and convicted and whatever that would entail. They are. Uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney of Wyoming. Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania, Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska. I do expect Ms. Murkowski to leave the Republican Party. She's not really a Republican, as you know. Um, Congressman Adam Kissinger of Illinois, Guy Reschenthaler of Pennsylvania, John Katko of New York, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jamie Butler of Washington State. They're all Republicans. They all want to see Trump impeached. Joe Manchin. A Democratic senator from West Virginia doesn't. He's the only defector on that crew that I have um, noticed. All right, let's uh, think what you think. Uh, You know, I got to run these polls in. I'll tell you which polls are reliable and which are not. Uh, Let's start with the CBS poll. 1,500 U.S. residents. Um, In general, how would you describe your political viewpoint? Liberal 27, moderate 30, conservative 32. So in this CBS poll, more conservatives than liberals. Here's the question. As you may know, this week the House will consider impeaching Donald Trump, alleging inciting violence government against the government of the USA. Would you favor or oppose the impeachment on these charges? Favor, according to CBS poll, 55, oppose 45. All right. By party, 88 Democrats support. Only 15% of Republicans support. Independents break down, favor 54, oppose 46. That poll doesn't strike me as being crazy. However, the McLaughlin poll, and this is favorable to Republicans, 800 registered voters, 17 battleground states, asked um, whether you think this is a good idea at this time to impeach President Trump. 60% of voters say it's a waste of time and money in the McLaughlin poll. That's exactly the opposite of the CBS poll. 40% agree that uh, President Trump should be impeached. Now, 
there is a uh, website called Politico. A lot of people have asked me about it in mail. And it's a left-wing website. And I thought it was just left-wing, but now I can tell you it's dishonest, Politico. So they uh, cite a number of polls, uh, Morning Consult, Quinnipiac, PBS Marist. All of those polls, all three of those, um, were way off in the presidential election, not only of 2020, but 16 as well. So none of those polls have any credibility at all, none. Yet these are the three that Politico write about today. And they say that uh, President Trump's job approval rating is cratered. All right, because citing these three polls, which have been terribly wrong in the two most important polling things in the last four years. Now, Rasmussen does a daily tracking poll. Politico doesn't even mention it. Now, why would you not even mention it? If you know they do a daily tracking poll, the only polling agency that does, why would you mention it? Because Politico doesn't want to give you information that might counter their left-wing point of view. And that's when I turn the set off, all right? So the Rasmussen poll today, 46% of Americans approve President Trump's job performance, 53% disapprove. I think that's probably right. That's pretty close. And Rasmussen has been reliable. Now let's get to uh, the Senate Majority Leader for another week, Mitch McConnell from Kentucky. So the headline in the New York Times yesterday, all right, McConnell said to believe impeachment would make it easier to purge Trump from GOP. Here's the headline, okay? Now, the article was written by Jonathan Martin and Maggie Haberman. Now, Ms. Haberman is perhaps the biggest Trump hater in the entire universe. She has done at least... 131 anti-Trump articles using anonymous sources. 131 with no names. This is incredible. One woman working at the New York Times, 131 times at least, has used anonymous sources to cripple Donald Trump. Okay. Does that matter? No, it doesn't matter. All right. Doesn't matter at all. New York Times, the headline, McConnell wants the impeachment to really finally get Donald Trump. So my first instinct was, this is bull. But then my journalistic training kicked in. And I asked my staff, Hey, check with McConnell's office. All right? And we did. Now, McConnell hates me <laughs> because I embarrassed him over Kate's law, and we'll get to that tomorrow. So the fact that they didn't answer us isn't unusual. But McConnell's office didn't put out a statement to anyone, not even the local people in Kentucky, refuting this headline in the New York Times. Aha. That tells me that McConnell wanted this out. All right, why would he do that? Well, Trump has disparaged McConnell, and McConnell's wife, Elaine Chao, resigned last week as Secretary of Transportation. She quit 
over the Capitol riots. Now it grows thicker. So this story could be true, except McConnell has, as I just told you, said, no, we're not going to hold his trial. Now, Schumer, when he takes over on January 20th, he may try. Schumer would do that. But McConnell's not making it easy to do this. But I think McConnell may be enjoying Trump getting impeached in the House. So once the New York Times says something, all of the far left press pick it up. They they don't care if it's true or not, as long as it makes Trump look bad. CNN headline, McConnell told associates he believes Trump committed impeachable offenses. How would CNN know? There's not one source cited. How would they know? Politico, there you go. Republicans begin turning on Trump. NBC News, with another impeachment vote, Republicans finally reckon with Trumpism. Seattle Times, McConnell is said to believe impeachment make it easy to purge Trump from GOP. So they take the New York Times anonymous source story and they make it the truth. That's how the game is rigged. Okay? You take an unsourced story and you say it's true. And then everybody else picks it up and says it's true. All right. Now, if McConnell uh, gets back to us, which I don't believe he will, um, we will absolutely report um, what he says. So summing up, I believe Mitch McConnell does not like Donald Trump at all. All right. His wife would never have resigned if McConnell was supportive of Trump. McConnell is a nasty guy. All I wanted was Kate's law to be passed to protect Americans from being slaughtered by foreign felons who had been deported. Connell wouldn't do it. Single-handedly killed it. Why? Because I proposed it. Who's that O'Reilly? So he is a nasty guy. Well, he's a Senate minority leader now, not the majority leader. But there's a line he won't go over. So he doesn't want to put Republican senators in an embarrassing position. Therefore, there's not going to be any trial as long as McConnell is in charge. Once Schumer gets in, we don't know, but Trump's gone then. Then it would be litigated in the courts and all that. You all have it now? We live in a corrupt society. Media is corrupt. Politicians are corrupt. Parties aren't looking out for you. The way it is. I think it'll change, but bad now. So uh, the FBI and uh, the left-wing media are working together to gin up the threat of violence on Inauguration Day. So some kooks, nuts, far-right, insane people are putting out, we're going to do, we're going to do this. Nobody's going to do anything. There may be a couple of nuts standing there with a sign, but the way the feds are prosecuting the people in the Capitol riots, a lot of those people are going to do hard times. A lot of those people are going to go to federal prison, unlike what happened over the summer. Now, I know, I know. Oh, I heard today on talk radio, one guy was saying, well, it's a difference between a bodega and the U.S. Capitol. You know, if I got to get into that, I, I really don't have time. But 
people know now that if you start to screw around with the fundamental structure of the United States, you're now not going to be protected. Even on a local level, it's harder to uh, for the Antifas and uh, Black Lives Matter people to get away with this now. Very, very much harder because of this exposition at the Capitol last week. All right, let's bring in a very smart guy. His name is Dennis Ross. He's the director of the American Center for Political Leadership at Southeastern University. Uh, and there he is. What a nice setting. I'm going <laughs> to enroll. Um, Come on. The winter term, though. I don't want to be in there in the summer. Um, Southeastern yeah. University is in Lakeland, Florida. Very nice place. So Thank first you. question for you, Professor, is um, the damage to the country by the Capitol invasion and riot last week combined with the impeachment. If you were in a classroom, how would you describe that damage to your students? I would, uh, and I will do this tomorrow when we start our first class, and I will explain to them that this was a seminal moment in U.S. history, uh, that they are living through one of the most divisive, protracted, and violent times uh, that, that I've seen since the Vietnam War um, with the protests, but I've never seen a breach like what was done last week at the Capitol. And this is all a symptom of much a, a much greater problem. And I think that one of the reasons, what's interesting is that I, I'll tell you this, I've had more students enroll in my classes as time has gone on, which is good because we've, we, we, we've failed to be able to teach this stuff called politics and political science and civics and civil discourse. And so this is a part of a symptom of a, uh, this is a symptom of a serious problem where we have become totally disengaged with a process that's been in place for over 243 years that allows us to effectuate change through due process, not through violence. And, you know, a lot of it is built up out of mistrust. Uh, politicians are much at fault for that. You know, I was one myself. Uh, media is definitely at fault for that. But the American people are looking for a sense of trust and, and they're not finding it. And that's probably the camel, the straw that broke the camel's back last week as they said, you know, we don't trust the elections anymore and our president's telling us not to trust them. And so we yeah. want to take back our country. No excuse. I'm not saying that's a valid excuse. There's no excuse for at all for what happened last week. But what I'm saying is, is the American people are so desperate for some type of leadership that's, that exudes at least a scintilla of trust and an even smaller scintilla of humility. And they're angry about the corruption. Now, you were a congressman in Florida. You were a national yes. congressman for 10 years. But you just got out of there in 2018, all right, two Correct. years into the Trump presidency. Since 18, in just two years, this country has changed dramatically. Can you explain Frightening. why? Frightening. Uh, you know, a lot of it happened in 2016 with the delegitimization movement of Donald Trump as president. And I think that just created a greater polarization, a strong divisiveness that couldn't be bridged. Uh, you know, uh, the American people uh, are losing sight of the fact that we are a citizen form of government and we require people to be engaged through a process that exists. We don't even teach civil discourse. Bill, if I can't have a, a civil conversation with my family members about political uh, goings on, then what about the rest of the nation? We, we've, we need, it's not a civil war this country needs. This country needs a civic renaissance, and it needs to start in higher education. It needs to be supported by corporate America, and we have to practice it every day. And it is truly looking out for each other. That's what a citizen democracy is all about. Uh, it's unfortunate you're, you're, where we are. Yeah, but, you, you know, the theoretical we need, we should, we do. I agree with all of that, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I want to get down to really what is reality. 
at this yeah. point. Do you believe there has been a rise on the right based upon all the things that you've said? Corruption, uh, lack of trust in our essential democratic institutions. Do you believe that there is a rise, more people coming in, a violent far right fanatics? I think there's been a growth on both sides of the extremes. And, and, and that's what's disconcerting to me, uh, because I think we need to have, you know, I was a conservative. I still am a conservative. I was, in fact, my first term in Congress, I was one of the top conservative voters in Congress. I didn't think I changed. I just saw my party and, and those that came on board change and take us further to the right. It, we we got to be careful about balancing that. And, and, and Biden has that opportunity right now. If, if he allows and, and supports this impeachment when his mantra during the campaign was to unify the United States, then I think we're going to be more mistrustful uh, about his agenda as it goes forward. We've got to unify this country. It's going to take leadership. People like Biden now have to do that. My extreme well, Biden, right wing. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Extreme no, but right my, wing my extreme what? white was exposed uh, with what happened last week. Uh, you know, uh, violence begets violence. We've heard that many times. And, and I think th this, this group thought it was okay because everybody else has been ex exhorting to violence throughout the last summer uh, up until now. Uh, it doesn't make it right. I, I understand that. But, you know, I, I, I lived through the John Boehner years. I lived through the Paul Ryan years. I remember having conversations with them and, 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 and they would say, we don't want our members to take hard votes. That's why we're not bringing up. That's why we're not br bringing up some of these difficult things like DACA, like like healthcare reform. Uh, you know, then why did we get elected if we're not going to take on hard votes? It's okay. it's it's as Republicans are as much as fault for what we got to today as 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 the Democrats are, in my opinion. As far as Mr. Biden is concerned, he's playing punches pilot now. He's washing yes. his hands of impeachment. He's not going to promote it, right? And, and he's just going to try to step aside. Because he knows, with all his decades in the Senate, that he ain't going to get a conviction against Donald Trump in the Senate. No. He knows that. So he's not going to be on that. He's going to rise, float above it. And you'll hear his speech a week from today, and he's going to be the uniter. But he's not going to really be the uniter, because in order to do that, you'd have to alienate a lot of people in his party that are far-left fanatics. But Correct. we have a president for another week who it seems to me, did not understand the potential True. for violence when he went out and basically told the nation the election was rigged, all right? The election was fraudulent. And he said it over and over and over again. And that you, the American uh, voter who supported him, have to do something about it. That's what the yeah. president's presentation was. And there's no doubt about it. That's what he did. I don't think he understood the unintended consequences of his words. Now, I may be giving him a pass because I've known him for so long, but I don't think he calculated wanting violence. Do you? No, I don't. And, I, and, I, and I'm not giving him a pass either. You know, one of the things I learned early on with him being president, and he's highly sensational, hyper, he overstates so many things. Uh, and, and that you have to just kind of reel it back to reality yourself. Otherwise, you become complicit with that. And I, I, I don't believe that his intention was to see the Capitol stormed and the violence to ensue and deaths to, to, to result. No, not at all. 
and, and I'm not giving him an, an, a pass or an excuse. I mean, his legacy, unfortunately, as good as it could have been, has now been tarnished terribly, terribly. What has happened to the Capitol is awful. But it's time for others to, to do some introspective search and say, you know, we, we might all be at fault for where we are right now. And, Except and, for uh, me. Yes. Not me. <laughs> well, I've told the truth to my own economic detriment, by the way. Uh, we'll get to that a bit later on. But look, I, uh, my job is to tell the truth, not to hype Correct. stuff, not to speculate on stuff, to do any of that. All right. I, I take the information that I have. I draw logical conclusions. As I said, Mitch McConnell, I saw this headline. It looked, struck me as untrue, as bogus, as The New York Times has done hundreds of times in the past. But then when I started to investigate McConnell's actual reaction, I, it didn't look like he was refuting it, and he hasn't refuted it. That tells me McConnell wants Trump tarnished and out of there and never to rise again. But I, I could I, be wrong. I, We're going to continue to investigate. Final question for you. I get this all the time. I get thousands of pieces of mail now because we're, this broadcast is just blown up. Millions of people watching uh -huh. it. And then I'm on syndicated radio all over the world. And the question I get most asked is, is America doomed because of the corrupt media, because of the hatred politically? You said it yourself. You can't even have a civil conversation with your own family anymore. All right. Are we doomed or is there a way back in your opinion? Oh, there's we're not doomed. We've seen worse in this nation. I mean, we can we we can just be de just destroyed by ourselves, but we have the ability and I think we're going to have the, the we got to have reconciliation. We, we've got to have people coming together genuinely through leadership, statesmanship. Uh, but I also believe that there's divine providence that has kept this country alive and going through uh, and, and surviving some of these great challenges that we've had in the past, whether it be a civil war or world war or Vietnam war or civil rights co uh, conflicts. We've been able to overcome those. We will overcome this, but it will take some leadership that will unify this nation and not seek to divide in order to build a base. All right, Professor, we really appreciate it. Thank you very Thank much you. for helping us out. If we can ever be of service to you, let us know. Yes, All right, so now look at, uh, let's look at the backlash here, okay? Um, because it is growing, and this is part of what the professor was talking about, the hatred, the division in the country. So you know the New England Patriots coach, Bill Belichick, and he's uh, probably next to Vince Lombardi, the best football coach ever. So he is a friend of Donald Trump, so is Kraft, the guy who owns the Patriots. They're not buddies, but they're sympathetic to Trump, or they were. So Trump offers uh, Bill Belichick the Medal of Freedom, Presidential Medal of Freedom, a great honor. All right, you remember Rush Limbaugh got that a year ago uh, in the State of the Union. Um, and Belichick turned it down. So he's 68 years old, Belichick is. Why would he turn it down? Um, when Gary Player, the golfer, uh, Anika Sorenstam, uh, another golfer, Jim Jordan, a congressman, and Devin Nunez, a congressman, all four of them accepted the Medal of Honor um, this month. So why did Belichick turn it down? Here's why. In the National Football League, at this moment, there is a liberal philosophy, hard left, these are the people who run the league and many of the players and coaches. Not soft left, hard left. America is an evil country. We've gone through the kneeling and the standing business, all of that. 
that has taken root. So Belichick knows that if he did accept this award from Donald Trump, and this is fascinating, that he would alienate a lot of his own players and free agents. Those are players that teams offer contracts to, and the players can say yes or no. If Belichick is associated with Trump, more of those star players would say, I don't want to play for him. That's why he turned it down. And there's also a political component in Massachusetts. So both Senator Ed Markey, far, far left guy, and Congressman Jim McGovern, even further left than Markey, both said publicly, hey, Bill, you better not accept that Medal of Freedom from the president. You better not. It's thinly veiled threat. And so did the Massachusetts Attorney General, Maura Healey, who basically doesn't enforce the law anymore. That's how far left she is. So Belichick is sitting there at Foxborough, where the Patriots are based, and he's going, hmm. <laughs> I, you know, I, I hate to laugh about it, but what I'm telling you is absolutely true. So he issues a statement, quote, Subsequently, the tra tragic events of last week occurred, and the decision has been made not to move forward with the award. Above all, I'm an American citizen with great reverence for our nation's values, freedom, and democracy. Yeah, somebody wrote that for him. Um, I don't know Belichick very well. I met him once or twice. Um, but it's a shame when you're offered a Medal of Freedom by the President of the United States and you can't take it because of politics. So Geraldo Rivera, who I've known for, oh, gotta be 30 years, maybe longer, uh, he wants President Trump uh, to be impeached and convicted, says Geraldo. Um, and he was one of Trump's real close friends. Not gonna comment on it, thought you would like to know. You know uh, Forbes magazine? So the Forbes family have always been very conservative finance people, all right? And uh, Forbes magazine comes out with one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. It was an op-ed written by Randall Lane. He's the chief content officer of Forbes Media and editor of Forbes magazine. There he is. Here's what he says, quote, Trump's liars don't merit the same golden parachute as, I guess, he thinks President Trump has. Let it be known to the business world. Hire any of Trump's fellow fabulous above, and he lists people like Lockhart and, uh, not Lockhart, like um, the two press secretaries, Kayleigh McEnany and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders and others. He lists people. Let it be known to the business world. Hire any of Trump's fellow fabulous above and Forbes will assume that everything your company or firm talks about is a lie. We're going to scrutinize, double check, investigate with the same skepticism we'd approach a Trump tweet, unquote. So this guy at Forbes magazine is threatening that if you offer a job to anyone who has worked for Donald Trump, Forbes magazine, is going to come and hurt you. 
I, I don't know how Steve Forbes can live with that. I, I really don't. That is, I think, the most vicious. That's far and away more vicious than what Nancy Pelosi is doing. So any, anybody who signed on to help their country by working in the Trump administration now is canceled, doomed. You are not even able to work again. Blacklist, Senator Joseph McCarthy, come on. Randall Lane, Forbes magazine. You go. So you know about the censorship at social media, right? All right, so Trump's gone from Twitter and everything, and now Parler's gone, and everybody's gone. So NBC News, one of the largest news organizations in the world, is supposed to cover the news. Okay, right? So the president of the United States goes to the border, southern border yesterday, to talk about the wall, about 500 miles, that's been erected during his term. Here's what uh, Chuck Todd, a stalwart on NBC News, told his audience. The president, after inciting a mob to, uh, which attacked the Capitol, is traveling today to give remarks in Alamo, Texas this afternoon. Perhaps a not-so-subtle message about where his head is at right now. This morning, he spoke to reporters for the first time since he motivated that siege on the Capitol. We, of course, are not going to play his comments due to concerns that he will be used as a rallying cry for bad actors to support him in his name. Oh, yeah, we're not going to play his comments. Why would we do that? Why would we give any other point of view? Trump caused the uh, violence and the deaths and the destruction at the Capitol, just like he caused all the people who died from COVID. He's responsible for all their deaths. NBC News. Uh, if you want to travel to the United States beginning next week, you have to take a COVID test within three days of your air uh, trip. That is the new order. It's a CDC international order. Um, it will be applied. So uh, all international airline passengers got to show proof of a negative COVID test to board flights to the USA. Other exemptions, airline crew, military personnel, passengers under the age of two. So if you're going abroad, you got to know what you're getting into. A lot of co- We can't even go to Canada. Americans can't go. All right, PBS lawyer. Um, this is a very fascinating story that NBC News will never tell you about. Guy's name is Michael Beller. He's a contracts lawyer in the PBS General Counsel Office. It's a pretty big job. All right, there he is. So before the vote, Beller was sounding off about Trump supporters. He didn't know he was talking to Project Veritas, the undercover crew. Roll the tape. Anyone Biden wins, well, for all the Republican voters and Homeland Security will take the children and we'll put them into the education Amen. And these times which are unique. Kids who are growing up 
knowing nothing will come, you know, for four years, you got to wonder what else they're going to be like. Are we raising a generation of intolerant people, our kids? And Beller has been fired, but it should be noted that taxpayers um, paid part of his salary. PBS. There you go. I told you about corporate culture, PBS culture. Am I surprised by that? No. Jimmy Fallon. So Fallon uh, is a funny, talented guy. He's a good guy. I like him. Um, He made a huge mistake because Colbert started attacking Trump every day and his ratings went up. Fallon got a little political, too. It's not where Jimmy lives. He doesn't do it well. So on Monday, Jimmy Fallon, The Tonight Show, got the lowest ratings in the history of the show. 947,000 viewers. Jimmy Kimmel didn't do much better. 1.67 million. Colbert got 2 million. Now, Johnny Carson did between 7 and 10 million a night. Late night television is dead. Donald Trump killed it. Because... It's not funny anymore. It's boring. Every night, Trump is the devil on all of the shows. So traditional Americans, Republicans, people who support, they don't watch. And now, collapsed. That's what's going to happen to TV news in general this year. This day in history, January 13th, 1930, 91 years ago, Mickey Mouse was born in a comic strip that ran in the New York Mirror and the Oakland Post Inquirer, all right? There's Mickey's first comic strip. And then by the summer of 1930, a few months later, the strip was up to 40 newspapers. Now, Mickey Mouse is primarily responsible for Walt Disney Company being worth $130 billion. Mickey Mouse did it. Not Joy Behar, not Whoopi, not not them, Mickey Mouse. Disney took the profits from the mouse who made movies, if sold his uh, ears, you, you did everything. The profits from Mickey Mouse built Disneyland in Anaheim, California. Mickey Mouse, 91 years ago today, was born in the media. Quick break, wild mail segment tonight, and a final thought you're going to want to hear. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, 
which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer. All right, let's get to the mail. First on the message boards. By the way, it's bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com, name and town if you wish to opine. Message boards are on billoreilly.com. You go there, interact, great place. Bill, it seems you keep blaming President Trump for the break-in of the Capitol. That's not true. I just want to get in there, William. It's not true. I don't blame him. In fact, I told everyone he did not incite it. Okay? He didn't tamp it down, but he didn't incite it. I see it differently. Congress was asked to investigate the election for only 10 days. They refused, even though they knew there would be problems to follow with President Trump. They should take most of the blame. All right, let's be accurate, though. I don't mind you disagreeing with me. And your opinion is fine as far as your ability to hold it. But don't misquote me. All right, I didn't blame President Trump for this fiasco. John Paul, Trump done in politics. What's to stop him from running as a third-party candidate in 24? Votes. Votes. He would never win. Jim Knox, Jacksonville, North Carolina. Bill, once again, you are killing me. How can Giuliani produce the voting machines and fraudulent ballots without a court providing subpoenas? He can't. Jim, he can't. And Rudy Giuliani knows that. He's a former federal prosecutor. So you can't hype up fraud and deceit and voting machines are bad and all it is when you know you can't get the proof. You can say, in my opinion, because in my opinion, there was corruption in the election. That's my opinion based upon what I've seen. But you got to do logistics, forensics, and analytics, the old ticks. Giuliani didn't have the power to do that. So they oversold it. And the president of the United States bought into it. I'm going to do more on this tomorrow, but that's the root of the problem. David, I deactivated my Twitter account. Felt good. If I can eliminate professional sports from my life, I sure can dump Twitter. The only bad part is you don't get my tweets. Sharon, Bill, I love when you said if they lie to you, you don't need them. Exactly. Sharon, somebody lies to you, you don't need them. I mean, I'm glad. I'm glad you saw it. I'd like to keep it pithy. Jim Fredericks, New Berlin, Wisconsin. Whoever Republican candidate is in 24, he or she will need Trump voters. Is there anyone you see right now who could bring us deplorables on board? Excellent point. Whoever runs in the Republican Party in 24 for president will need Trump voters. I can't tell you now, I can't winnow the field now, be able to do it as the Biden administration unfolds. We have to see what happens there. But it's an excellent point. Donald Trump may be out, but his voters are going to be looking for somebody who reflects their values. Patricia Minton, Clyde, North Carolina. Do you think the left is going to financially ruin President Trump? Yes, I do. Thomas Urban, West Bridgewater, Pennsylvania. Where is special prosecutor John Durham? He's not a special prosecutor, all right? He's an appointed Justice Department attorney to look into this special attorney. Where is he? Barbados, Bahamas, Hawaii. I don't know where he is. I mean, I lost faith in the Justice Department six months ago. 
I don't know where he is. Norman Reinwald, La Mesa, Texas. Bill, don't you think a lot of writers will point out President Trump's accomplishments in the years to come? No, I don't. I mean, we live in a corrupt world. Come on. They're not going to give him credit. Jerry Clements, Peoria, Arizona. Bill, I always listen very carefully to what you say. As much as I want to disagree with some with you sometimes, I can't. You're spot on. Not always, Jerry. I make mistakes, but I appreciate you considering what I have to say. Um, Sydney, concierge member. That means Sydney has direct access to me in a private setting through email. And you might check that out. Concierge membership can help your life. One of the best programs ever last night, Bill. I was riveted by everything you and your guests said. Brilliant. Thank you so much for what you're doing. We need you more than ever. Thank you very much, uh, Sydney. I appreciate that. Roger, for the next few years, I'm going dark. I canceled all social media. I'm going to keep my account with you, Bill, because I trust you telling it like it is. I like your logical sanity. Keep it here. You're going to need us through the Biden administration, particularly the first two years. Okay, we have the greatest mug on the planet. If you use mugs, stand up for your country. Blue and white, the best. All right, our store has all kinds of stuff after holiday sales, all of that. Killing Crazy Horse. If you haven't read it, grab it. Word of the day, do not be callow. C-A-L-L-O-W. Back with a final thought in a moment. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Okay. Final thought of the day is the only way to stop violence is by cracking down hard. The reason we in New York City, in Los Angeles, particularly in Chicago, are seeing so much violence, the rise in murders and shootings and all of that, is because the authorities are letting these people out or giving them lenient sentences. You have to punish violent people. The Capitol people who broke in there, a lot of them are going to federal prison. You think they thought about that before they rushed that building? Now their lives are in a shambles. More than 100. The Antifa people, Black Lives Matter people this summer, most of them avoided prison. Very few went to prison. That's going to change now because of the capital thing. Americans are not going to tolerate this. I know it. Even under a left-wing administration, even when Democrats are in charge, this is the first blowback. We are don't want violence. You commit violence, you go to prison for a good long time. Now, tomorrow I'm going to have uh, a follow-up on Kate's Law. 
McConnell. It just happened again in California. Young woman killed by a guy deported 10 times. I'm going to start naming the names, ladies and gentlemen, of the people who are putting you in danger. And tomorrow will be the first one. We'll see you then.